Welcome to Lockdown Larder, where we're dishing up tips and inspiration from different foodies and their socially distanced dinner tables. Are you a banana bread baker? A sourdough self-starter? Or have you just developed a takeaway food habit? We're here to whet your appetite. In this episode, I spoke to food blogger Helena, better known as the proud owner of the delicious Instagram page, Helena's Kitchen Diaries. Helena is always the hostess with the mostess. I can vouch. I've been one of her willing guinea pigs for a number of years, and I'm lucky enough to call her one of my closest allies, not just because she is a fantastic cook. I'm regularly calling upon her for recipe advice, especially in lockdown, and I wanted other people to be able to access it too. So we got together, virtually, to chat all things Instagram, food porn culture, and why her mother has been reminding her of Anton Ego from Ratatouille. Enjoy! So I'm Helena, I am 23, and I spend a lot of my time doing food blogging, um, cooking for friends, doing a little bit of personal shopping. I mean, that's kind of where I devote the majority of my free time. Um, so yeah, and I've just moved back from Edinburgh and I'm back in my home in Jersey now. Yeah, so it's strange. I mean, like, I've gone from sharing with... Um, three other people and kind of um you know doing cooking together and you know my flatmates at university um and now it's just me and my mum um so it's definitely changed the way that I cook and I think um the fact that normally I would be cooking for people and groups of people a lot you know the way that I socialize is by cooking for people or going up to dinner with people or you know going around to people's houses and I think that has been the most noticeable shift in terms of like my my like kitchen before and after coronavirus and it's lovely being just my mum um but it's a sort of positive and negative thing because on the one hand you know I'm I'm loving the fact that I have all this time to like read and like cook and like experiment and like I you know golden rule of cooking for other people obviously don't cook something you haven't cooked before um so to have this much time when I'm forced not to see other people is um is actually quite a helpful productive thing however as an extrovert and as someone who loves cooking for big groups of people it's really difficult I think you know I was kind of just thinking earlier you know before um before we started this conversation you know well you know what is it that has changed for me and it is the people more than the actual um the ingredients as such or like um the sort of things I'm cooking but I am cooking different things as well um but it's the it's the lack of you know friends and family and I mean you know um you know the sort of I like to have a sort of mob around me at all times um and yeah so that's what I'm missing a mob of happy tasters, shall we say. Happy guinea Precisely. Precisely. Talking of like, it was something I hadn't thought of, but like talking about the social aspect of food and obviously a really key part of your training and like as you go into, I know you're starting training at least in September, which is like a really good cookery school. So you're going to be like honing your skills even further. Obviously a key part of that is getting feedback on your work and stuff. I'm sure your mum is a great taste. <laughs> But are you finding that maybe you're not getting that kind of the kind of practical element or the feedback that you? Oh, 
you would be so surprised. Um, my mum, my mum makes up for a um, hundred friends in terms of the <laughs> notes that she gives me. Um, I've learned, you know, a lot of what I, how I cook, what I cook, why I cook from my mum. Um, and you, I was um, the only arguments we've had have been living very harmoniously, um, and we've been kind of. Um, I mean, cooking in my house, especially when I'm at home, is like who gets to cook rather than who has to cook. Um, so, you know, whenever we put something on the table, it's it's definitely up for um, judgment, shall we say. Um, and the only actual blow-up arguments that we have had since Corona began have been not just about food specifically, but about seasoning. So um, I'm not lacking in any kind of um, constructive criticism. Um, I think my friends are actually um, probably a lot more, um, what's the word, conservative with their criticism mm -hmm. than my mum. So no, I'm, I'm getting the full experience at the moment um, in terms of making sure that I get constructive feedback on my cooking. Well, when you say seasoning, do you mean she says too much or she says too little? Oh, it varies. Um, it's the, the only thing that doesn't change is it's never quite right. Um, mm. But that was actually something I was kind of thinking about. Now is the time, other than my mum doesn't think this, but, you know, I do. Now is the time to be making mistakes and be trying out new things and kind of just experimenting because, like, you know, I think the other, the other sort of facet of that is how much time a lot of people have right now and I know that doesn't go for everyone but you know most people now are working from home and that means that you can pop something in the oven you know three hours before yeah. you eat whereas normally obviously because people are you know commuting home they're picking something up you know you can't do that so I think that kind of um it is a luxury that we have at the moment which is that time at home and time to just yeah make mistakes I know it's dreadful and you just make an omelette simple <laughs> definitely I can relate um have you <laughs> felt that you personally your inspiration like obviously look at your Instagram it's so aesthetically pleasing and if oh, stop that, it I try um obviously I've done my research um avid follower but do you find have you found that since having more time with your thoughts in lockdown, have you found, this is so, could sound cliche to some people, that your creativity has been spurred on to like try new things? Or have you just been like, ugh, there's too much content, there's too many ideas, I'm overloaded with stuff? Yeah, I think um, cooking for me before coronavirus was an escape. It would be an almost like a meditation to kind of just, you know, and I know that that, for a lot of people, that isn't how cooking plays out. It's a, thing where you're you know looking at a recipe and, some people it's a nightmare yeah for some people it's a total nightmare but for me it really is a time when I can just my let my thoughts just drift and just kind of almost it's a very physical process for me since coronavirus has started I have had moments of you know enormous creativity and you know excitement and you know just that I've been able to do little bits and bobs and processes throughout the day so that by the time we get to the evening you know, we've got something really delicious. Other times, I can't be bothered to cook. My mum can't be bothered to cook. And that is a new thing for me. 
Yeah. I've never really had that before coronavirus. I'm, I love simple things. I always have. I love having just something really delicious piled up on toast. But there are just some nights when we, I mean, we've, we've had a takeaway maybe two or three times, um, which is something that I really, really can't remember the last time that we did that in Jersey. Um, that's a strange sort of new thing for our household to have a kind of, to be like, we just can't be bothered. You know, let's just get a takeaway. And I think that comes from the lack of distinction between, you know, daytime and nighttime, um, work and home, um, that it all just feels, it, it can all just feel like a task. And, you know, if you are feeling like that, just do have, have some toast or get a takeaway or whatever. I think, you know, a lot of people think that the way that I cook is this sort of contrived stressful arduous thing every day and it's sort of inaccessible but for me it's about what tastes delicious so the other day I was feeling really rubbish um I was on my period or something um and I just had a tin of Heinz tomato soup and it was so good yeah. also honestly everyone should have crumpets in their household that just seems to me to be a universal cure all. Just a standard. You know, just I. I would actually. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about brands, but Morrison's crumpets. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Um, I mean, I could. Controversially, I'd say that some things are sometimes better bought, and I would say crumpets. Oh yeah, totally. Same with sourdough. I'm like, what's the point of yeah. eating something for so long? And then I know I yeah I think the bread making thing is is such an obvious thing to have come out of um to the the bread making thing is such an obvious thing to have come out of coronavirus um because people have that time and they want to feel like they're really hunkering down and that's doing something with your hands as well um, yeah when you're not looking yeah I can understand it but I'm actually bread making is a thing that I've never I've never seen a huge amount of point in, point in because for what you can buy compared to the amount of time it takes to make, you know, the, your own thing at home and do a starter and everything. I understand people get enormous pleasure from the process. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, I just kind of want to touch on ingredients actually and like the shopping experience, which has obviously really changed in lockdown. Obviously everyone's queuing up, wearing masks, like shopping is a really stressful experience. Could you just talk a bit more about how like the food shopping experience changed for you like how your ingredients have changed you know shelves being yeah. there, people going mad I have actually found that to be one of the and I'm going to sound really kind of um you know Pollyanna-ish you know find the good and everything um but I found the supermarket queue to be a time when and I think especially people with children you know, will relate to this or people who are in a really busy, you know, stressful household, those, that kind of half an hour or 45 minutes or whatever it is. Queuing for me is a perfect time to actually think about some kind of rough meal plan, you know, because shopping seems to be a thing now that people try to do as little as possible. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think before we lived in a culture where people would just pick up what they needed that day, you know, for that evening. I've been I've been buying some different ingredients. You know, they're things that I've always wanted to cook with. And so like I bought some venison the other day 
Um, I've never cooked venison before. I'm very excited. I love having venison when I go out for supper, um, but I've never cooked it before. So, like, little things like that, which, you know, it's not especially relatable. I think those are the things to explore now because, like, coming out of lockdown and knowing how to make a chickpea burger is all well and good. But coming out of lockdown and understanding, you know, six different sort of... um, Flavor combinations. Yeah, flavor combinations and, like, sauces. Just have some fun. Like, it doesn't matter. Just pick up something random. Like, it's the best time to be doing that. We've got more time and, you know, people bored. If it goes terribly, laugh about it. It's fine. And, you know, the resources on the internet big up bbc good food that you know if you want a really simple way to make you know almost anything bbc good food will have suggestions um and yeah you know speak to your parents parents tend to know quite a lot about food Mm. and if not message me on helena's underscore kitchen underscore diaries because i'll help you where have you kind of been getting most of your recipe inspiration from and has that changed during lockdown or do you find that you yeah is it just you've been thinking more in the supermarket queue or have you kind of been pressured a bit more because there's like you know no tarragon in the supermarket (laughs) like you know think on your feet well i'm one of those insufferable people who has um i mean we've always had herbs in our garden so i'm very lucky for that but i went out and bought loads of little um herb seeds and little like um you know garden centers sort of do the plant pot ready things so i've got lots of herbs in my garden tarragon hasn't been a problem yet um but (laughs) we will see i think tin can magic by um jess um i think it's jess elliott denison or jess denison elliott um is brilliant and that's been getting a lot of publicity for obvious reasons it's a book about how to use you know cans of food um i just i've been doing some quite random quite random things i mean you know i think because it's my mom even though cooking for her you know can be a you know intimidating experience um you may guess sound yeah. like a food critic in ratatouille yeah Honestly, she's like, she's like Anton Ego, but kind of, you know, a lot smaller. I, oh, it comes from my head. I know that's such an annoying thing to say, but, that, but the fact it comes from my head is the fact that I think I'm very, very attuned to food. The fact also it comes from your head, from my observation, is, is kind of, it's a real good testament to people in lockdown who are trying to cook a bit more and are sort of like wondering where to start. And it's like, well, what do you Just, like eating? go for it and like you know this is uh so scallops lots of people like scallops they're a luxury and you don't want to like botch them if you're going to cook with them but if you think about it simply scallops go really well with smoky flavors and sweet flavors and last week we got some really beautiful fresh scallops um from jersey um and i did like a very very um like blackened aubergine kind of like smoky paste with them and then some sweet pepper puree which again was like slow roast that's not a especially traditional way to have scallops but you know you can apply that to anything like if you love a really if you love like salty 
chicken skin, for example, like roast, crispy roast chicken skin, then you can recreate that with Asian flavors as well. Like, you know, these things are all so connected and they all come from very similar places, which is ultimately that we like, we like salty flavors. We like kind of um, salty flavors with acidic flavors. Content wise, would you say there's a bit more kind of, there's a lot more food content out there and there's a lot more food bloggers out there. Are you finding it kind of a bit overwhelming or are you kind of loving the healthy competition as it were? Um, I, so I don't really get involved with all that. Um, primarily because I find <laughs> it quite stressful. Actually, no, primarily because I'm a narcissist. So I don't like the idea that there's anyone else who exists in the same sphere as me. I understand that, and I, and I definitely, um, capitalize on this that people like to look at nice photos of food on instagram um yeah. and i think during i think yours look a bit different though i wouldn't say yours look i wouldn't say they, they, they look kind of weird i don't know <laughs> the colors no no so i'm not selling it but i i think yours is slightly different to the traditional you know of there's sort of been a variety of trends when you look at food instagram and one of those is like the real sort of like oh it's a mouth-watering photo of a big juicy hunk of meat and it's like oh, you know you play on the you know what i sort of i sort of forget those things exist but now you bring it up i you know sort of like like cheese kind of you know dripping off things yeah or like chocolate you know, like someone like diving into like you know a ball pool of pasta like all that stuff just does not interest me at all i know that people love it um i know that that's part of the same like sphere of what i'm involved in which is basically you know putting content out there to you know well i i don't know i mean i think i'm a bit of a loser really because i just i like talking to people about food um that idea that food is so much to do with personality and so much to do with kind of words really and and how how we re relate to the world i think the reason i think your instagram is a really good reflection of what people are eating in lockdown is because i think it's sort of it's really been stripped back suddenly people are in their kitchens you know they've gotten you know you can't go out for all these meals you know we've got we can't go out for, as you say find these big extravagant pots of pasta with bottles of truffle and gold leaf oh, all over yeah. there. It's yeah. really beautiful and it's just you back in your home and you're at home and suddenly you've got to think about three meals a day. You can't just pick up a pret sandwich, you know. So I think it's getting back in touch with those feelings around food and like really evolving food with emotion I think is is really key to as well, helping people through this this time, I think. It's got to and be it's a it's a it's a complicated thing putting any kind of food content out on Instagram because like for people to take notice of things, they have to look really nice. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, some of the things that taste the most delicious just look absolutely revolting when you take mm -hmm. a photo of them. Um, I'm and so do an example, like spaghetti bolognese or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. And like, I don't roast know what we dinner. have. Roast dinners never look good. No, they don't. And like, we do have to get creative. It's like when you've got no clean clothes left, you know? That kind of leads me on to what are your this is going to be really hard and you've kind of touched on this a little bit three top things that you'd have to have in your lockdown larder your lockdown kitchen oh isabel <laughs> um okay what are the three things i'd have to have are these things that are that this is right now should we go with right now 
right now, off the cuff, you know. Okay, um, tomatoes, pasta, and eggs. It's an unusual meal, no, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't put those three together. Um, but what, um, just thinking about ingredients, you know, stockpiling was a word that was used right at the beginning of the crisis. If you were, to st- I'm not suggesting you were a toilet stockpiler or worse, a food stockpiler, what would you stockpile? Toilet stockpiler. Toilet paper. <laughs> toilet roll. I've got, I've got 100 toilets. What culinary ingredient or, you know, thing would you stockpile? Parmesan cheese mm. and wine. Oh, okay. That's a very, very wise answer. Thanks for listening. On that note, I'm off to buy myself some Parmesan cheese and wine. Join me next time for another episode of Lockdown Larder when we'll be wetting your appetite even more with some more brilliant guests. See you later.